a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense on a Monday. And there is a lot of it. And as always, we want to make sure that you're helping us elevate that conversation, get some clarity. You can do that by texting in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Weigh in on what's happening in your world, what's elevating the conversation where you live today. And now we're going to continue from last week. We talked a little bit about this uh what I think is one of the great questions, and that is, whose fingerprints are on your life? Uh, text that into us with a little explanation of uh, someone whose fingerprints uh, are on your life in a positive way. We'll talk about that a little bit as we come down the home stretch of the show at 1150. Uh, but let's jump right into uh, some of the big news over the weekend, focused on the border and uh, what is happening down there. Obviously, there has been a significant surge uh, particularly of unaccompanied minors uh, coming across the border, uh, nearly 5,000 uh, unaccompanied uh, minors in just uh, one area. Uh, and so this all leads to some really interesting conversations and debates back and forth in terms of what the Biden administration is doing and not doing, uh, what the Trump administration did and didn't do, and what the Obama administration did and didn't do. And uh, I'm going to offend everybody today before we're done, because uh, I think all sides uh, are looking at all the wrong places and all the wrong reasons. And it is a classic. I was absolutely stunned over the weekend. Uh, the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, Mayorkas, uh, he was everywhere. He did every possible Sunday show and everything in between. And it was uh, a little sad, to be honest, uh, and, and not very honest. Uh, because it was a finger-pointing, placing blame, shoulder-shrugging, not my fault, not my job. Uh, that's not going to get it solved. Uh, regardless of, of where you fall on the policies themselves, uh, for a senior administration ofis- official to go out and just do an excuse tour for an entire weekend, uh, to me, is really poor form and really bad strategy uh, and does nothing to advance the ball. Uh, and so let's look at some of the things that uh, Secretary Mayorkas said. And then I want to get, of course, to what's the solution. The solutions are really easy to this, uh, and everybody agrees on them. It's whether or not there is the political will and political courage for people on both sides of the aisle to stand up to their friends and their supporters and say, guess what, folks? We're going to fix the immigration system in this country. It's not that hard. Everybody agrees, and we can get it done. Uh, but sadly, uh, the Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas uh, did nothing to facilitate or create space for that conversation to happen uh, as he focused on who's at fault. 
The message is quite clear. Do not come. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. We are expelling uh, families. We are expelling single adults under um, the CDC's authority, under Title 42 of the United States Code, because we are in the midst of a pandemic, and that is a public health uh, imperative. We are encouraging children not to come. Now is not the time to come. Do not come. The journey is dangerous. We are building safe, orderly, and humane ways to address the needs of vulnerable children. Do not come. Okay, so the so there's a strong message from the from the secretary, and uh, I think that's all fine and good. That was a good baseline, and if he had stayed on that path, that would have been good. Uh, but he didn't. On uh, MSNBC, uh, he jumped in and not only pivoted the blame to the Trump administration, uh, he even took it further back, uh, not dealing with the borders, but dealing with the countries uh, in the uh, Northern Triangle. Uh, of South America. Listen to this. The root cause of the migration, Jonathan, is the poverty of violence, the persecution uh, of people uh, in the countries uh, primarily of uh, the Northern Triangle, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. And why we are seeing uh, the surge now is in part because the funds that were dedicated to those three countries to address the root causes uh, was uh, discontinued under the Trump administration. Why the challenge at the border is as difficult as it is now, even though we are tackling it and will tackle it successfully, is because the entire system was dismantled by the Trump administration and we are in the midst of a pandemic. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> He's saying the the poverty of these nations is the responsibility of the United States, uh, which is a challenge. Uh, there are things the U.S. can do, to be sure. Uh, but to say that it's about m- money going into those countries uh, is the wrong answer. Uh, look, we have tried to use money as a way to prop up democracies around the world for way too long, and it doesn't work. If the government is corrupt, if the leaders are only interested in their own power, uh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, th- this has to be a systemic commitment uh, to the right kind of governing, governing that does things like promotes entrepreneurship and ownership and people uh, working and engaging. Uh, if it's money that's spent on the humanitarian components to things, great. Uh, All of that can be good and positive. Uh, But to say that the root cause, that the root cause of of the problem at the border right now is because we aren't sending enough money to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras uh, is to shift the blame in all the wrong places. Uh, in fact, if if we really wanted to help those countries in the Northern Triangle, uh, we should send a delegation from Utah, <laughs> because the thing that's going to help those countries succeed is when they have a free market economy that works, a free market economy that has a government that can support entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship so that people can rise and grow and expand and the economy can flourish and jobs can be created, and then having institutions of civil society of 
civic organizations, religious organizations, businesses that are invested and give back to the community. Uh, if you want people, if, if you're saying that poverty uh, is the problem and that's why everyone is fleeing, uh, just throwing money at the government of those countries uh, is not going to be a game changer in any way, shape or form. Uh, the Utah model is what we got to send down there. Uh, and again, we're not perfect. We have lots of challenges to be sure. Uh, but a free market economy and strong institutions of civil society, history shows that is the recipe for success. That is the recipe for upward mobility and opportunity. Uh, that's what creates stability uh, in communities and in countries. And, and that's what we ought to be exporting. And so for the Homeland Security Secretary to say, well, the root of the problem uh, is just that we aren't spending enough money and sending enough money to that Northern Triangle anymore. Uh, that's uh, that's just not going to cut it. That's just not going to fly. Uh, and so this whole idea of shoulder shrugging, placing blame, pointing fingers, it was the Trump administration's fault. It was the Obama administration's fault. Uh, look, in Washington, D.C., I still believe, I passionately, firmly believe we could solve 94.5% of the immigration problem in, an, in, in just in one afternoon on the floor of the House and the Senate because everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. We need a border. We need to have a better entry exit system. Uh, we need to have a way to find out who comes in and who goes out. We need to, to advance a, a lot of the archaic things that make it easier to come in illegally than it does to come in <laughs> legally. Uh, and we have to change that mindset and that process so people have confidence that there is a process there. Uh, so you can go through all these things, and everybody agrees. The question that I began with is the question I will end with, and that is who has the political will? More importantly, who has the political courage to stand up to their friends Again, whether that's the Democrats or the Republicans, you're going to have to stand up to your friends and you're going to have to say, you know what, we agree on this. Let's stop using it as a political weapon, a political tool, a way to raise money for our political campaigns and let's solve the problem. Uh, this is one that can be done, but it will not be done. It will not be done as long as everybody's sh shrugging their shoulders saying it's not my fault. Uh, we need some politicians who will square their shoulders, will look at the immigration square in the eye and say, we will solve this because this is who we are as a country. All right. When we come back, we're going to pick up uh, some local political discussions, some change going on in Utah County. Find out about it next right here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.